the lasso way with Matt and Neil. The lasso way, season two, episode six. The signal, Neil. How's it going tonight? Great. I'm giving you the Good. signal. <laughs> yeah, you can put your fingers down now if you want. It's uncalled for this early in the recording here, I think. But um, how's it going? Busy week this week. Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's back at Man U. Are you a Ronaldo fan? I'm Team Ronaldo in the uh, team, in the Messi v Ronaldo. Are you? Saga. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's not really, he's not even in Man- Manchester, is he? Like, I don't know. If he, I don't know if he's there yet, if you're asking. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. I think he but. actually is with Portugal right now, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that brings up, yeah, yeah, we're on international break right now, right? Um, got the uh, international window here. So, yeah, nobody's with their club team right now. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. Like, <laughs> MLS doesn't really honor international breaks, I guess, do they? Um, they're still they're still just going to keep playing games while everybody else is on international break. So we got that going. Which do you think MLS will ever adopt these international I think breaks? They really, I think they really have to at some point. I think the thought process was, you know, they didn't really have they didn't really lose a lot of players, but yeah, um, that's it's not really the case anymore, though. It's not. It really isn't. And um, I don't know it's kind of good to get a a break from club and just focus in on the international teams a little bit. um, Yeah. For these, for these short windows, but yeah. uh, yeah. Well, it's, we talked about it, I think last week, just briefly, but it's a, it's a big international break because we're headed to to Nashville uh, to check out a game. So um, weather looks pretty good. Knock on wood for Nashville. So that, that's a good thing um you you looking forward to that trip oh yeah yeah hopefully uh there'll be some cast members maybe um in nashville checking out the national team it seems like they they go to a lot of uh, national team events and stuff like that yeah yeah but i think it'd be further east than any of the ones they've been to thus far though isn't it but uh aren't they mostly they've mostly been in la I'm yeah. hoping for the the Ted Lasso uh, pop up swag stuff. Is that is that going to be it somewhere? But, uh, we could check for stickers at, at the Apple Store or something. I don't there know. There you go. Yeah, there you go. We can give that a shot. But. All right. Well, should we, should we get into it here with with a quick recap? A lot going on in another episode. We're about after this episode's over. We're uh, we're halfway through season season two here. So. Um, a lot going on and a lot to come, it seems. So the uh, in this episode, the Roy Kent effect has certainly taken hold at AFC Richmond. and They're in the midst of an epic turnaround all of a sudden and apparently a deep run into the FA Cup because they're going to be hosting Tottenham in the quarterfinals here in this episode. And um, while the Roy Kent effect is effective, it's only about 96% effective, it seems, because he has absolutely no interest in coaching Jamie. So... Uh, meanwhile, Rebecca is still kind of oscillating between the mystery man on banter and Luca from Tumescent <laughs> and maybe Ted still, she seems to still be kind of drawn towards Ted, I guess. Um, but more as in a support role, it seems, but 
in game action, we, we see Ted come off the pitch again, or not again, but uh, he comes off the pitch due to a, a, a panic attack, leaving the coaches to kind of figure out how to manage without him. And uh, while the Roy Kent effect is in, is in play here, he doesn't save the day at all. It's Nate that comes through and saves the day and uh, has AFC Richmond advancing uh, to the semifinal at Wembley. So, have any other thoughts about the general overview of this one? Like I said, there's there's a lot going on, um, especially towards the end with Rebecca. <laughs> we advance the storylines of a lot of the things that were kind of hanging in the balance for sure in, in this in this episode. Um, you know, and mostly you know, fairly satisfying con- conclusions. But I guess one <laughs> thing has been moved forward, but we still don't have quite a conclusion to the the uh, banter yeah. uh, mystery man, but, uh, or yeah. and woman, you know, depending on yeah. the perspective, but, yeah. um, but anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a good episode. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I kind of like the on-field action too. We get, we get some more on-field action, um, yeah. in, in this game. I, I, the only thing I, the only criticism I have of the on-field action is <laughs> some of the worst goalkeeping, um, that's a tr- that's like, a trend. That's a trend, though. That this this series yeah. is full of howlers from goalkeepers. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's pretty bad. But For yeah, sure. I'm assuming you're referencing Jamie's strike from 43 yards out, where yeah, the goalie's yeah, like yeah. beyond his own six yard box, and uh, let's let's uh, let's in that goal. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess let's just get into that part of it. You know, like I guess you could see that coming with Roy coming onto the staff that you know, his, his beef with Jamie would continue. Um, but, uh, it is really fun the the way they take it, you know, and, you know, Roy kind of proclaims that Ted has taken some of the bite out of, uh, what makes Jamie great, you know, you know, and that's, that's a constant, uh, like theme with strikers, right. They have to be a little bit of a, yeah, have some assholery. They've got to have some, (laughs) some, uh, some yeah. magic or the, some dark arts to their, to yeah. their game at times to draw fouls and, and yep. uh, get they under the have opponent's to, skin. Yep. Always have to be a little bit of a head case and uh, be able to yep. get under the skin of the opponent and those things. Yeah. Yeah. It, and selfish. It funny. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is funny though. Like even, even Jamie's kind of taken aback when Roy, because Ted's like, yeah, what's going on here? And Roy immediately snaps at Ted and says, like, no, you you ruined him. And uh, and Jamie's like, whoa, I don't think he was expecting that. Um, but I, I thought it was pretty funny, like, when they were going back and forth and Ted was like, yeah, Jamie's actually being the the uh, mature one here. And he's like, yeah, yeah I, am, I am being super mature, you big, dumb, hairy baby twat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's being mature, but he's still being Jamie. But uh, I, I also did love it when Roy, he was just repeating everything or agreeing with everything Roy was telling him. And uh, he even got Jamie to admit that he was an ugly, ugly boy with bad hair. <laughs> um, but yeah, he seems to, he certainly seems to like coaching, I guess, but he does not like coaching Jamie at all. But uh he does come up with a signal to use when he needs Jamie to be a prick, 
when it is appropriate, as he says. Yeah. <laughs> so, Very well enunciated, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which he's always got good delivery of all of his lines, it seems like. But, um, yeah, I, was there any doubt what the signal was going to be uh, <laughs> when when he just said, you'll know it when you see it? I mean, I don't know why the whole team ha- or the whole coaching staff had to do the signal because it, it was it was set up that, you know, Roy yeah. would give him the signal when it was yeah. time to unleash yeah. the beast. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> The whole team did it. Well, Arlo, Arlo apologizes yeah. for the salty sign language. The I thought it was fruity actually in that case. Fruity, yeah. Fruity yes, sign yes, language, yes. yeah, which was pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, and I thought it was funny too because all four of them seemed to deliver the signal in exactly the way that you would expect their characters to. Like Ted's kind of like meekishly doing it because he's kind of embarrassed and you know doesn't want to offend anybody. Nate seems to be doing it just because like he knows it's what he's supposed to do, but I don't think he loves doing it. Uh, and I think he's annoyed that Roy came up with it because Nate still seems to be a little bit um, threatened by the Roy Kent effect, I suppose. And Beard's doing it just like it's a handshake, practically. It seems to be um, kind of second nature for him. And Roy is doing it because he wants to say fuck you to Jamie, it seems like. So. Well, and, and and his response to the signal, I mean, I don't think he was that big of a dick. Like, oh, yeah. I guess, a, a, like, you know, him, like, it, it, you know, in a more measured, like, when it's appropriate is going to be the best Jamie Tart, right? Like, yeah, um, oh, yeah. yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna win the FA Cup with Jamie being able to moderate his, his uh, selfish, yeah. um, striker mentality yeah yeah but um but yeah his his calling of the shot and then you know <laughs> wasn't really that big of a, a, a dickhead move but why was the goalie so far off i guess i guess it's reasonable to assume that he wouldn't be going for goal i guess yeah but the goalie was way off his line yeah yeah absolutely but unrelated i mean did you happen to see that uh the guy that plays beard posted on Twitter, like the the behind the scenes look of that of that actually happening when they were filming it, and he actually hit that, and uh, I, I don't know if it was first take or not. They didn't really say, but it seemed to be one of them. Yeah. But yeah, he sure. uh, the guy that plays Jamie Tart actually hit that. And it was it was a well placed shot from that far out. For sure. Yes. No <laughs> question. Yeah. Like it, it. It's not. It's not. I mean, we watched. Uh, if you watch the MLS Skills Challenge, I mean. It yeah. takes a lot of attempts to strike a ball from distance with a lot of accuracy. So yeah, yeah but but I think most yeah. Premier League keepers would uh, <laughs> would deal with that ball a little bit better. But yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, we find out that Tottenham is a top top side in uh, this alternate universe that we are in the FA Cup quarterfinals. So I don't uh, I don't know what their current form is, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that they'd be losing to a, a championship side club, though. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, Roy, yeah, like I said, I mean, he's certainly taken to coaching, and it's fun to watch him interact. I, I Actually, one of the best parts of the episode, I thought, was after Jamie scores and gives him the signal back with both both of his hands, and, you know, he's got that shit-eating grin on his face, and they cut to Roy, and he just kind of, like, 
rolls his eyes like he's like an embarrassed little girl yeah. or something like he has a crush on him or something like that it was so funny i thought it's uh i don't know i i just like i said i thought that was one of the better parts of the episode but uh yeah it was good um which everything that's going good for afc richmond is attributed to the roy kent effect for most yeah. of for most of this uh this episode um and yeah. uh i think you could definitely feel the tension between him and nate kind of kind of start yeah. um and uh you know that kind of attention and and uh ted it- and beard ted and beard are like totally on board with it it's just like yeah it's the <laughs> it's the roy yeah. ken effect and we love to have roy and but it seems like nate is definitely feeling more insecure well, and, and like to say it's tension between those two guys, I don't know that it, it's just tension that Nate feels really. I don't oh, think sure. Roy, you're right. You're right. Roy, you're right. Yeah. Roy doesn't give a shit. I think they no. all see Nate as kind of an afterthought until no. the end of this episode. Cause I mean, which could have totally of, backfired his, his yeah. park the bus. Like, yeah, I haven't seen too many times where parking the bus results in a, in a win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they no. most of the time they would just go to PKs and then I guess yeah. they could have pulled it out from there, but I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so that that was kind of interesting. But I mean, and though in the interview afterwards, when they asked Nate about how he came up with it, like it's the most cynical like explanation for as to why he's like. Yeah, they wanted to. He wanted to park the bus. He's just, yeah, it's just human nature. Somebody's gonna fuck up, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> eventually, you know, something will go your way, and we'll be able to score. So, but, uh, but yeah, we'll get to some of that fallout in a little bit. But, but to his credit, Roy. I mean, Rebecca kind of gives him congratulations after and says, you know, she's glad to see the Roy Kent effect is uh, in full swing or whatever. And he's like, no, that had, that was nothing to do with me. That was that was all Nate. So, which speaks to the, the, you know, the, the working relationship they all have. I mean, you know, yeah. there's, there's, there's some, you know, some, some tension on, <laughs> on one side, uh, you know, in some of these situations, but, you know, at the end of the day, they, they all like working together and they have each other's back and, and they give credit yeah. where credit is due. So, yeah. Yeah. Real briefly, I wanted to talk about Beard and Jane. Um, sure. She she's freaking bonkers, dude. <laughs> um, I, think the, I think the most bonkers part is when he <laughs> he 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 just gets um, a talking to from Higgins about you know yeah. I don't think you guys are good together, and he finally he finally instead of just like holding it in, talks to him about it and is receptive, and then she pops out of nowhere. Like with the most hideous, yeah. like it's like it's a terrifying sh- shriek. It's like, yeah. and then her response is, "I miss that scared face." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I miss wishing ill upon you and like scaring <laughs> the hell out of you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd say that's the most the most uh, like problematic thing from this episode. I would say that probably goes to Keeley's story about how Jane followed her home um, to see if Beard and Ted were shagging, <laughs> yeah. as Keeley said. Like that was uh, that that was certainly a, a take that uh, Jane had. But but yeah, um, I mean, the reason I bring it up is because 
this leads to the discussion of Higgins, who's still kind of the moral compass of the show, it seems, in season two here. Um, like, he's the only one, I shouldn't say he's the only one that sees the problem. I think they all see the problem, but he's the only one. And mind you, I think he's the only one that has a successful relationship, too. So maybe they should listen to him. And they but, all communicate a problem, whether they do it overtly or not. Like, <laughs> like I mean, just their their fake enthusiasm <laughs> when Beard tells them, oh, she's going to move in with me. And they're like, oh, yay. Oh. Yeah, good for you. That's that's great. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I mean, that is communicating choking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is communicating something. Sure. Not good about that yeah. situation. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, I guess they all recognize the problem, but Higgins is the only one that kind of has the ability or the willingness to kind of try and address it, uh, which is kind of a theme of this episode, I think. Right, like. I think it's pretty clear that Higgins is recognizing a lot of things. I think Rebecca's recognizing what's going on with Ted. And I think Sharon's recognizing what's going on with Ted. But like Higgins is the only one that's trying to trying to like intervene and bring forth, um, you know, kind of some changes immediately. I think we get there at the end with with Sharon, Dr. Sharon, I guess. But um but yeah, and Rebecca's recognizing the situation with her mom too. Like you know, yeah, and it sounds like yeah. she's already been there, done that kind of thing too. Um, yeah. Well, it's yeah, because I mean, it's pretty funny. Like she lays it out, like exactly what's going to happen. It's like now this happens every couple of years. Like yeah. she, she'll go back to him after he buys her like an environment and environmentally friendly like gift, and yeah. she she winds up you know pulling a Prius or not a Prius, excuse me, a Tesla. Tesla. By the end of the- yeah. 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 Sorry. My, my apologies, but yeah. So yeah, she, she knows what's going on, but she was ready at the end of the episode to go home and have a difficult conversation with her mom. She said, so she was ready. Like Higgins had some impact on Rebecca. Um, just unfortunately the Tesla got delivered before she could get home and have that conversation. But, uh, but yeah, speaking of that though, like you said, we do get to meet Rebecca's Rebecca's mom who seems she seems lovely. The story of her leaving her husband is pretty funny. <laughs> she went through, you know, all the things she was saying. And then she's like, yeah. And then I stood up and flushed the toilet. <laughs> um, I pulled up my pants. Yeah. And left. So that, that was pretty I think, good, I thought. I think my lassoism, probably one of my only ones of the season, came from uh, Ted's discussion of of um her mom you know oh yeah and it was just yeah. like boy i love meeting people's moms it's like reading an instru- instruction manual as to why they're nuts yeah <laughs> but like rebecca's mom is clearly nuts but i don't know yeah. if it informs um <laughs> informs like i don't know you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't think it really her her crazy is a different kind of kind of crazy from her mom so I'm going to, why do you think her mom's nuts? I didn't get that. She's just kind of quirky, maybe eccentric. <laughs> She's not like Jane nuts. I mean, come on now. Well, we all, we all have our own crazy, <laughs> I guess, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's certainly kind of enlightening to figure out uh, her parents have been doing this for quite some time. So um, they, they probably, like she says, they probably should have, moved on years ago while she was still in university but uh but yeah um that that was pretty good but 
she's still going back and forth with mystery man on banter and Luca from tumescence. Um, <laughs> what, what do you, I mean, who wins out in this? Do you, I mean, when do we find out who mystery man is? Like, when do they meet? I should say, cause we all know who mystery man is now. Right. And for sure. And it's, were you... it's, it's definitely clear, right? Like there's no, <laughs> there's no question who, who it is. Um, and it's not who we were led to think it was. Yeah. It's was another obvious, player. Right? It's another yeah. player from AFC Richmond. Yep, absolutely. Sam is mystery man from banter. So, which kind of makes some sense now. Um, I, like their first scene in season one, I think the first scene that they were in together was, uh, I mean, kind of a foreshadowing of, of this, I suppose. Cause yeah. uh, I think he, he was trying to get her to go to the, the team burn barrel or whatever the hell they were calling that, uh, the exorcism, I suppose. And, uh, he's kind of sounded like he was asking her out and he's like, no, 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 you are so lovely. I'm sure you get like romantic invitations all the time, but, uh, it's not for romance. Like, uh, so we should, we should have seen this one coming. It's easy to know that now, I suppose though, huh? But I think uh, in either case though, it's weird with the reporting relationship, right? Like, <laughs> It's, they're they're yeah. all basically her employees, is what it amounts to. Whether yeah. it was Ted or or Sam, and it is Sam, like yeah, it's just not ideal. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll have to go on loan because of this. He'll be like, sure. our relationship's more important to me. I want to go on loan to Wrexham AFC and uh, sure. play play for Robbie Mack and uh, Ryan Reynolds. But I mean. Where do you think that's going to go? Like, are they going to be in the same space, like saying that they're meeting somebody and then like not even realize it's each other? Or do you think they'll actually get to that point? Or is it going to be like the next episode is six weeks in advance and it's already done and over with? <laughs> I think we probably won't find out until near the end, probably, if I had to guess. Yeah. But that, I mean, a- somebody... Somebody's got to find out before the other, you know, like, yeah. or they both go to the same place and just act like it's a coincidence, you know, like, well, that's what I'm saying. Realize. Like, yeah, they, they both end up at the same place and they're like, Oh, I'm supposed to be meeting somebody here. And he's like, I'm supposed to be meeting someone here. And then like, they either don't realize it's each other or they pretend like it's not them. Um, if, if we've learned anything from rom communism, most likely like there'll be some kind of ploy where she'll be reading a specific book with like a single rose at the table and you know Sam, yeah. Sam will see who it is and chicken out or something like that I don't know I don't yeah. know we'll see it could be it could be in my head but like now that I'm looking back and thinking of all like the season two promos it always seemed like Sam and Rebecca were standing next to each other in those and again I could be completely wrong on that, but that's my recollection of like when they did those, some of those like video, like teasers and uh, just some of the still shots they had. But, um, but yeah, that's my recollection. I'll have to go back and look at those. Yeah. But, uh, that footage. Yeah. But the, one of the main events of the episode though, Ted has another panic attack. Um, although, or- Or the media thinks he maybe had a bad fish pie. Yeah, yeah, which prompts a very legitimate legitimate question from Arlo is that, is there a good fish pie? Um, 
Are you are you familiar with a fish pie dish, Neil? Or do you, do you know what that would entail? Is that a real thing? I mean, I assume it's like a lot of like meat type pies. You know, just like yeah, paste like fish, probably like a salted cod or something like that, covered in pastry. It sounds terrible. <laughs> It's like chicken pot pie, except with fish. Yeah, that's something like that. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, it sounds. That sounds pretty disgusting. But, but before we see him kind of break down, we do kind of see at the beginning of the episode he's still kind of building the you know the culture throughout the throughout the organization because we get to meet none other than Laughing Liam, <laughs> um, which was certainly fun i guess he's exactly the way that he was described earlier in the series (laughs) but wasn't that the old ted from season one in in the beginning of this episode where he's walking into work like i felt like that was ted's best moment of season two almost wow i i guess i hadn't looked at it that uh in depth i i don't know i thought he's had some of those moments i mean the moments where he's not actually having to like coach or like do stuff, like he still seems to be normal Ted, I guess. I mean, um, you know, the exchange about like, you know, bring your own, you know, mystery sandwich lunch or whatever and all that stuff. I mean, sure. He still, he still sounds the same, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it could be. Yeah. Uh, but it certainly goes downhill from there. I mean, he gets a call from his what or not from his wife, but from his kid's school. And uh, I don't know that that's a direct trigger for him, but it certainly seems like it's a trigger sure. for, for what happens to him later. And that I don't would know seem him. to be the only thing that would set him off down the road of the panic attack in the middle of the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think I, th- you know, when they, uh, when he's kind of having that panic attack and they do that kind of mashup of like, you know, over stimuli or doing a lot of you know stimuli on the screen and stuff i think one of the things that they kind of play over the audio track is like his kid meeting jamie tart from the first season so um so yeah i don't i don't know that it's his wife necessarily it certainly could be but uh it was kind of sad to hear him kind of talk about his ex-wife you know um he kind of stops himself from calling her his wife um and says, you know, Michelle or whatever he says, he kind of corrects himself. But yeah, I I think uh, it's certainly either the wife or being away from his kid that kind of causes that trigger. And, uh, you know, while things are going pretty well for the team right now, um, things aren't going very well at home, which is kind of when the first panic attack happened too. Like they had just won at Everton. Um, was that what? Yeah, it was Everton, wasn't it? In the first season. And then, uh, he had a panic attack at the karaoke bar with when there was a lot going on there. So, but, uh, but yeah, he's seems to be finally ready to talk to, um, Dr. Sharon. That's for sure. Um, Rebecca's kind of looks for him everywhere, but wasn't able to find him because I don't think she has any desire to go to Sharon's office either. So that's the one place she would not have looked to find Ted, but, that's where he was. And uh, other than being, I think, terrified initially <laughs> about him being in her office, I think she's uh, she's ready to talk to him, too. So sounds like that'll be the next episode, too, judging by the description of the episode. But I don't know. What, what do you think is going to happen there? 
is he going to get fixed or is this going to be a multi-episode um session that they're going to i don't know sharon usually only takes one session i think i mean yeah yeah (laughs) i just wonder if she got out to get her drink with the the lads she promised the lads one one drink yeah i don't know where they decided that was going to be but i guess they subliminally set sent the the location of their drink i mean i would imagine it's the same place they always go when they're in town right (laughs) the crown and anchor isn't that where they go i don't know if the whole team goes there i don't think the whole team could go there because of the baz and paul and well that's that's where they had the that's where they went in the first seasons before they talked about having the sure the exorcism so yeah but and that brought too much attention yeah i suppose but yeah so big things moving forward is is ted gonna get fixed um and are we gonna have a the first scene's gonna be rebecca in bed again except sam's now the one making tea in the kitchen with nothing but a smile on his face (laughs) (laughs) um and Luca comes to the door and there's, there's fisticuffs between Luca and Sam. I don't know, but I don't know. You, do you think it's going to progress that far or is there going to be nothing? You think? I think, you know, banter is more where, you know, <laughs> minds go to undress. So it takes a little longer than, yeah. uh, what was it? Tumescent, um, you know, <laughs> a little more straight yeah. to the point, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and Luca seems seems to be uh, gifted, I guess, because they had, if you recall, they had to like she had to swipe over on his photo, so uh, Keely could see the whole thing, I guess. So uh-huh. I, I don't know, I don't know exactly what was on the screen, but one one could guess, I guess. Um, sure. Mr. John Holmes was on the screen, I suppose. But, uh, <laughs> but well, anything else you got for this one? Any other highlights that you saw that we haven't covered? Um. I just hope that Beard breaks up with Jane in some way. Um, <laughs> she scares me. Like, it's, yeah, I, ho- it's, I hope she just doesn't kill him. Like, <laughs> she gets she gets more and more scary. I mean, another thing that really scares me is people who FaceTime when walking. And uh, <laughs> yeah, she was she was walking somewhere and FaceTiming at the same time, um, well, which had- I think is a t- terrible policy. Was that when she was on her way to meet? Uh- her old university the under- friend, the underwear model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beard seemed pretty okay with that, though, right? Um, Didn't he have his own weird noise that he made? Yeah. During He's, that he conversation? And Hig- yeah, he and Higgins both were kind of choking on their own vomit, it seemed like, at a certain point. Because yeah. um, Higgins is back to floating desk mode or floating office mode now. But... Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> I guess the other thing well, is like one of my highlights from the season two uh, trailers and stuff was um, the Earls of Risk. And oh yeah, I th- I think they took a different take. Like it wasn't the same take from the trailers. I don't know what you thought of it, but it seemed more subdued, oh. didn't it? I mean, it didn't oh, really? seem as prominent. Yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong. When you go back through the footage of the the, the yeah. trailers and teasers but it just seemed yeah. like the earls it just wasn't as prominent um which is yeah, which is fine it struck me as the same one though i i just wonder if there was like some upbeat music playing on the trailer at that time though or something maybe might have been yeah. might have been the might have been the audio track on it 
but yeah. uh but yeah it could be but uh it, yeah it was also good to see that roy still wants no part of the diamond dogs <laughs> um they they asked him to be on it but he, yeah he he wants he wants nothing to do with that so that was pretty good which i think he would be a good addition i don't i disagree i think he'd be a good addition i mean he he gave uh the uh nikki six um marital advice yeah you know to yeah, the cab driver yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. So, I think I think he'd be a good we, addition. I think Roy's just good at everything he tries at this point, isn't? Well, other than maybe retirement press conferences, I suppose. But uh, I still want to see the the unabridged version of uh, of that. But uh, and if you haven't watched it yet, go watch his post game press conference um, about the Roy Kent effect after <laughs> after the first game that he kind of comes onto the pitch for, which was pretty good. <laughs> That's uh, he wants to Roy Kent affect somebody in the fucking face. He says, <laughs> uh, which is pretty good. But yeah, so. But what were you gonna say? You don't want to see the the retirement speech in its entirety? No, I mean, I think I think his ship has sailed to like see it in the season. Maybe we'll maybe we'll oh, get some kind of bonus footage. That's yeah, uh, I guess someday. I don't even care how I see it. I, I even the bonus footage, like I, I'd like to see that, but but yeah, to play it all the way through in an episode would be um probably wasting time. But but they keep doing would those it, bonus like post match things, and I'd, I'd I'd like to see it. But would it top his exit from Sky Sports? I don't think it would. <laughs> that that was pretty epic. Yeah, I, I yeah, that one's that one's tough to kind of overcome, I would say so. Well, we got a lot. uh, Like I said, we're halfway through the season. We got a lot to wrap up in the next six episodes here. Um, So yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, what, what they decide to tackle and what they leave, what they leave hanging for season three here. But all the season two haters, I'm sure we'll have something more to say about this episode, but I thought it was a good one. Where's it ranked for you? We're not really doing that anymore necessarily, but. Um, I think every episode's gotten a little bit better this season so, thus far. The I would say the rom com uh, episode five is a little bit better for me. I enjoyed okay. that one just a tad more, but sure. um, but you know I guess it's good to see um, some of these evolution of some of these storylines uh, kind of yeah. kind of move forward, yeah. and you know we're getting getting closer to the FA Cup final and getting closer to uh, a conclusion of the banter love saga and the, yeah. you know, and well, Ted is, working out some of his, his uh, issues. Yeah. And is this the first episode we find out that banter is the new kit sponsor? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Cause yeah, like, and you know, um, I can't think of Baz's friend. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. It's Baz and Paul and the other guy. The other and guy, the, the quiet knock off the kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and he he's like he thinks it looks good, kind of. He's like, not bad, yeah. is it? He's like, no, it's terrible, dude. It's like a sharpie. It looks like. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it took a lot of time. Yeah, I would imagine. So, like, guy guy needed to get paid. So, I, I yeah, I don't think it was a screen print job. They weren't doing those in mass. Like it's, it's one of one. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty good, but um, yeah, 
So and you can also get your banter merch on there now on the WB site, WB shop. So go out and pick that up. So, <laughs> all right. Well, you got anything else for this one? I think, I think we've covered most of it. It's uh, it, it was a high quality episode and for all the two, season two trolls on the internet, go find something else to do. You're lame, <laughs> but uh and Brene Brown was very excited about her shout out in the episode. I don't know if you saw that on. I did. Media. Yeah. 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 It was kind of funny. She's like, I don't know why you guys think I'd be stoked about this. And she had like yeah. full AFC Richmond gear on from like head to toe. It looked like. With the, yeah. Yeah. That was good. So. All right. That's it for today. Till we do it again. Live life the lasso way. <laughs>